Hello and welcome to Beyond the Classroom, the podcast that takes a critical look at the world of education with a particular focus on the curriculum and teaching in our secondary schools. I'm Kate Barry and I'll be talking to teachers and other educational professionals as we explore and interrogate what goes on inside, outside and beyond today's classroom. My guest today is Jessie Gaffey. Jessie is a teacher in St. Mogues College in Bourneboard, County Cavan, where he teaches junior cycle science and also senior chemistry and senior biology. And along with his friends, Dara Lambert and Kieran Whelan, Jesse is a founding member of, of what he affectionately refers to as the Nerd Club, which is an informal professional learning community where teachers can come together to discuss how to improve their teaching. I began by asking Jesse to talk us through his own approach to teaching science and how this has developed since he first started teaching. Describe the way I teach as like a, a booklet, using a booklet model of it, it, explicit instruction. Um, and it's it's quite a change from what I used to do. Uh, I changed over to this about two years ago. Uh, during the first lockdown break, actually, I suppose I was doing the same as every other teacher at the time, probably just assigning work from a book or a PowerPoint at the time and getting the kids to do it. So I, I found myself with a lot of time during the day where I'd normally be teaching and I got into Twitter a bit more and I found a lot of what I found was people in the UK, um, Cog Sai would be a group that'd be very influential on me. Adam Boxer is a very important person for me, I think. And um, I found that what they were doing was they were modeling what they do rather than writing or talking about it. I felt like for the first time I was seeing somebody actually showing me what they do rather than just saying or talking about some theoretical idea and I found that that was the big thing that helped me to be brave enough to actually get stuck in and and move over my practice to I liked what I saw but I I felt like I could only connect with it because the modeling was so detailed compared to what like what I had done before was kind of probably the stereotypical thing of plod through powerpoints and um as a science teacher, I suppose you try and do a lot of inquiry investigations, but they were, I feel nowadays, now I understand that they were very poorly managed. Students were very poorly managed during those experiments because I was doing what we were told in college, which was to get the students to do as much as possible. But really what, what, what was happening was that I was asking students to make stuff up Um come up with questions to answer, come up with questions, investigate and try and do the whole lot. And it just was very unscaffolded. Whereas now I'm much more deliberate. And have you noticed like a difference in response to the students now where it's, you know, less pure inquiry and more kind of more focus in the early stages on like scaffolding and explicit instruction? Uh, students have a lot more concrete knowledge now, a lot more. Um, like I think when I think back to some of the, you know, inquiries or experiments that we would have done uh, prior to this, I, like I had in my head, this is the experiment I want them to do. But I would be always trying to promote them to come up with the designed experiment. And I knew in my head what I wanted it to look like. But of course, they didn't know what I, what I wanted them to look like. And it's just cognitive overload. You're, you're, giving, them all, you're giving them complete freedom and asking them to come up with something. Um, it's just too many steps at a time for most of them. Um, and what I find is in previous times, any investigations we would have done, 
students would always, they might remember a month later, oh yeah, that's when we put this into that. Oh yeah, that's when we, you know, they might remember uh, some superficial details of the experiment. Oh yeah, that's when we threw an egg into whatever. Uh, but they, they, they don't remember the ideas or the concepts behind they don't remember the science of the investigation. They remember the activity, but they don't remember what they learned or what they were supposed to take from it. Um, I know they say now, Isaac Newton didn't actually say that. Was he just quoting somebody else? You know, the, the famous quotation about standing on the, on the shoulders of giants, that the knowledge that we kind of take for granted, that, you know, kind of knowledge we, that I might remember learning from first year science in school, that now is so common amongst maybe educated adults that you think it's nearly common sense, but that took brilliant minds, you know, in itself, centuries of inquiry, even to get that far. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We we can only, there's probably, there's another saying, we can only move forward by looking back um, and appreciating. I mean, I don't think any, any, any new discovery or any new technology is ever going to come on the back of somebody synthesizing information out of thin air like it's always built on on something i'm not i'm not a science teacher but i think you explain your thinking in it about moving away from powerpoints and from like very general questions it's trying to see what the component parts in a big question like that what is respiration has a hell of a lot of uh different steps involved in understanding that there's a there's a lot of components to it like for them to really understand um what it is like do they first of all do they understand what a chemical reaction is if they don't understand that they can't understand what respiration is uh do they know what chemicals are involved in respiration do they know what a chemical or a substance is um do they know what oxygen is do they know what glucose is again if they don't know what all of these things first they can't know what respiration is so when we teach respiration we tend to i suppose again if if you're not deeply thinking about the content you're teaching you tend to rely on big big picture questions like that i think definitely looking at things like the you know inspection reports and things where they they would be praised for for seeing you know less lessons that are inquiry led and, and maybe it's mixing up you know the the aims with the methods the, the jct advisors are often seen as conduits yeah and is there almost this attitude out there that you know, oh, you can't go explaining stuff to a group of adults. You can't go in there and treat them like they don't know anything and start showing them what you do. Is there an attitude there that, oh, these are adults, you can't speak to them like that? But personally, I would, if somebody comes along to me and says, I'm really good at inquiry-based learning, I can do experiments in an inquiry way really good, I don't dismiss that. I want to know, okay, please show me how. Don't just talk about. Please, I want to actually see it. So that that's what I, I don't think. I don't. Uh, if somebody comes in and actually starts modeling something for me, that doesn't make me get my back up and say, you know, how dare? Like I'm a professional. How dare you assume I don't know how to do something? I'm trying to take the good out of that, and I'm trying to see somebody here has taken the time to break something down for me and show me how they do it explicitly in the steps that they do it in. That's gold dust. That's absolute gold dust to me. Uh, rather than you know, here's a PowerPoint full of stuff about you know cognitive, you know cognitive development. Or again, it has its place, but 
it doesn't it doesn't translate directly to my classroom. I do want to know that stuff. I I, I do get into the research. Um, I, I do think it's important that we understand the research, but only along with a model of how that applies to the classroom. Um, it's brid- bridging research and practice. Yeah, and I think that that step is missing, uh, even in in an in initial teacher training. And I know there are challenges as well, like if you're talking about a lecture hall full of 300 people, but how many lecture, lecturers in a, in a teacher training have a visualizer and are actually writing or drawing something live for students about, you know, how to develop an explanation? You have a concept, how to break it down. What are the questions, the key questions to the to this concept? Is there any particular diagrams that would be very good to help you build up the idea? Uh, what stages would you stop and check are the students following and listening? Like that's that's the detail I want to see. I, I like I was very much thrown out there with just kind of an innate ability. What? How can you explain things? Just go with your basic ability, to, and you just default to waffling on the spot or you default to uh, reading off a, a PowerPoint slide that probably somebody else made. Best case scenario, maybe you went to the effort of making the PowerPoints yourself, but I just, I, I do things so much differently now. All my explanations are built up from scratch. Um, I think about the component parts and the questions. And I just think like that, that that's just one case of st- Developing students or developing teachers, sorry, should be shown how to do things like that in their subject. Uh, and they should also be shown like explicitly how to model, uh, sorry, shown ex- explicitly, how do you model good behavior in the classroom? How do you, how do you tell students what you want them to do? What explicitly should you tell them on day one? And that, again, it's probably a sense of we take autonomy off teachers if we start telling every teacher to do things the same way. But I think me and Dara and Kieran, we all have the same in our group and our nerd group. We all have the same principles, but I don't think any of us do things the exact same way. We, we all still have a bit of autonomy. We do things along very, very much along the same basic principles, but um, I don't think it would necessarily, I think it empowers teachers to, to give them these skills rather than, uh, makes turns them into robots or things like that. That's some arguments I see for teaching students, teaching teachers uh, how to do explicit instruction that, oh, everyone's just going to do the same thing all the time and might as well turn everyone into robots. But I don't see it like that at all. I think there's still a lot of flexibility. You're just giving people a basic level of skill and a basic level of model practice. Of course. Yeah, of course. And, um, you can decide what parts you're really going to emphasize. Like I've, I've seen some stuff that I don't agree with in explicit instruction. Like I, I see some behavior strategies in certain schools in the UK that are like, Oh, that's a bit too much. Like, you know, they're like, um, you see acronyms like, uh, acronyms like slant, for example, I think it's a great idea. I don't know if you if you're familiar with the idea. Yeah, so yeah. some schools, some schools use that as like a, I think it's a sit up straight, listen, List, always be listening, ask and answer questions, nod your head to let us know you understand. And then I'm not sure what the T is. Um, it's not the point, track, but the track the speaker. Tra- oh, track the teacher, exactly. Uh, but at least it's a model strategy that in the schools where they're using that, that the teachers are trained in using this and students are used to it because all the teachers do it. And I don't, I don't think you can argue with the results of the behavior that 
occurs in them schools then they from from what i've seen or what i've read about those schools is the behavior is exceptional so it probably works it might be a bit much i think i've tried some of them things before and i've never had the the bottle to follow through it just feels weird when i did it yeah, I, th- I think um, it has to be a kind of a whole school exactly approach. i think that has to be a whole school one i think if it was and the culture was there it would be great but in absence of something like that i still do need to I still do need some strategies. I need a model that I go through every day. So um, I know, for example, what I like my start of my lessons is always the same. And um, there'll always be a do now quiz on the board when students come into the room. So they come in and I train them exactly how I want them to do it. You come into the room, you sit down, you don't talk, take out your uh, your practice copy we call it you go to the back of your practice copy you write the date and you start doing the quiz and again it's explicit and I train them for the first month I will keep repeating the instructions every day so you come in you sit down quietly you don't talk to your partner and that's how explicit I am it's just you don't come in and be quiet come in without talking to your partner I want you to get started on these questions write down the date please and then get started on the questions you don't need to write the question just the answer and it's being that specific in your instruction that really i think lets you know what the exact expectation is there's no there's no room for them to do anything else other than what you've asked them to do because it's so explicit it's so exact um and again i didn't understand that before i started doing explicit instruction but I think that that kind of thing needs to be modeled to teachers, um, especially trainee teachers who are trying to figure out. That's the biggest battle I see trainee teachers have is is with behavior. Even in great schools like my school where the kids are very good mannered, very well mannered, no like crazy behavior issues, but they will always push someone who's new. I'd like to thank Jesse Gaffey for talking with me today. You can find Jesse on Twitter at Jez2013, so that's at J-E-Z-Z-2013. He also has a website, just teaching is hard at wordpress.com. And I'd also recommend checking out the Sage on the Stage website, and you can find them on Twitter at SageStage1. And this is run by Jesse's collaborators and to get teachers talking and thinking more about their practice. Until the next time here on Beyond the Classroom, Slán Nagasbánach.